when you, oh, there I am, uh, when you do worship, but then when you get that time just to, you know, sit at his feet, you just want to just continue on. Um, so we're, we welcome you tonight to our study. Tonight, we, as we continue our series of gifts of giving, the gift for tonight's study is truthfulness, as you know. I won't be spending a lot of time on what truthfulness is, isn't. However, truly knowing what God's truth is for us will help us re- recognize what is not. And taking, if you're taking notes tonight, we will be covering tonight three important truths. Living in truthfulness, speaking in truth, and sharing the gift of truthfulness. What do you see right here that I have? A cup of water, right? So does this cup look half empty? See, many will think the cup looks half empty. Many will think the cup is half full, right? Very simple, very clear. Which actually both facts are true. But we all know life as a Christian is not that simple. We, but the truthfulness of God and his word for us is very simple. In the Webster's Dictionary, we look up the word truth. It says that which is true in accordance with fact or reality, a fact or belief that is accepted as true. And when you look up the word truthfulness, it says the fact of being true, truth, the fact of being realistic, true or true to life, realism. I found it very interesting to me, the definition of the word truth. Let me repeat what it says. The fact which is true or accordance with fact or reality. The fact of a fact or belief that is accepted as true. Think about that for a moment. Are we not living in the days as to which the truth is a lie and a lie is believed to be the truth? What is wrong is right, and what is right is wrong. Did we not just go through an entire presidential election of exactly that? I do not want to stand here before you and go through politics. Um, I have friends who teach me all that stuff that I don't know. <laughs> but we saw the, exactly that. The right before, right before our own eyes, we saw all that happen. God as Christians, I believe, revealed that to us in a time that we went through. It is not about being on the red side, however, and it's not about being on the blue side, but rather as Christians, is is it not the side of truth that we need to be on? Always, it has always been and has always and will always be, that will be the most important thing. He that perverts truth shall soon be incapable of knowing the truth from false. If you persist on wearing glasses that distort, everything will be distorted to you. Charles Spurgeon. Now, that's a very true um, quote. So in other words, if we continue allowing the lies of this world to come in our lives and our homes and our churches... Eventually, everything will look the same to us. We will not know the difference. It is sad to say, but I believe that that's exactly where we are today. 
Platforms like Facebook and Instagram, which were created to keep people connected from everywhere, people to use, uh, use this social media to see each other's family pictures or food that they eat. It went from that to now we use it for a main source of true news. <clears throat> all those articles and promotions and that are on Facebook, they're all evil things. I can go on and on about the downfall of social media. People, people read it there and, or people read it there and right away they believe everything. They believe because they see it on social media that everything is a fact. As Christians, the most important thing as a believer should be truth according to God's word. Not the temporary world in which we live in. Not living by the opinions of man, but rather what does the heavenly, our Heavenly Father say? We cannot walk in truth alone, sisters. Not without God. Because without God, we walk in our own perception of what is right and to be true. Let's pray. Lord, I just came before you tonight, Lord God. And I just ask, Lord, that you show me all that you want me to share with my sisters, Lord God. You... Bring to remembrance all that you revealed to me, Lord, about truthfulness, Lord, about walking in your truth, about knowing your truths. Take away all um, the distractions, Lord God, and just be with us tonight, Lord God. Show us what, maybe there's some things, Lord God, that you want to reveal to a sister, Lord God, of what we need to remember, the truths, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you for tonight, Lord God. I thank you that we have this church where we can come and just know your word, Lord God, and, and share it, Lord God. Share it with the world, Lord God. That, that is our calling as Christians, Lord God. So be with me tonight, Lord God. Just empty me and pour out all that you've shown me, Lord. And just bless this evening, Lord God. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's begin by reading Third John chapter 4, if you want to turn with me there. So start in verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Here he speaks first of the truth that is in us, ladies. How do we get the truth revealed to us? It's simple. We read the word of God, right? Everything that we read about God and his truths is in our Bible. I love that pastor. our pastor is always encouraging his congregation to read. That reading daily will give us truth, wisdom, knowledge, discernment. And when I looked up the word discernment today... Not that I don't know what it means, but I love that it said, it's an extra, it said, I'm sorry, um, it said it's a gift of knowledge. Um, but little do they know that that knowledge is not the worldly knowledge, that's the knowledge from God. How do we live in God, God's truthfulness? How do we walk in truth? We apply to our lives those things in which we read and here when we sit under Pastor Joe's teachings again and again. 
Applying what we read to our lives should be a continuous thing as a Christian. There isn't a chapter in the Bible that will tell you, stop here. You know all there is to know. You don't have to read any further. It is a continuous thing we will be learning until we leave this earth. I feel, as, I feel Christians today don't believe it's a continuous journey to know God the way he wants us to. We let our self-thinking come in, thinking we know it all. You don't know how many times I have read a chapter. Then the next time Joe does a study, I was like, wow, Lord, you show me so much more other things. He just blows me away. As we look at verse 4 in the, in, um, the scripture that we just read, let's go back to John 2, verse 4. Here he, he says he rejoices when his children are walking in truth. Who are his children? We are those who are believers walking according to his truth. Because there are so many truths according to this world, but there is only one godly truth. Psalms 117.2 tells us, For his merciful kindness is great towards us. The truth of the Lord endures forever. 2 Kings 20, verse 3. Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have, I have walked before you in truth. And with loyal heart, I have done what was good in your sight. Many Christians today only take pieces of the Bible that are convenient to them. And the pieces that don't offend them. We cannot be like the modern day Christian sisters. Like I mentioned earlier, who believe everything that they're told by TV, social media, the internet. Are we like those in the book of Romans who exchange the truth for God, of God for lies? God will hold us accountable for being easily influenced by this world. We need to remember that a life as a Christian is one that grows out, one that grows out in truth. Psalms 25, 5, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are God of my salvation. On you, I wait all day. First Kings 17, 24, the women, then the women said, Elijah, now by this, I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is true. I exhort you, sisters, let us be wise Christians. We need to be like the biblical Christian women in the Bible. Wise and constantly seeking the truth and in his word, through prayer, and through Bible studies. Why? What did Jesus tell the people in John eight thirty one? Jesus said to the people who, belie who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Second John 4, how happy I was to meet some of your children and find them living according to truth, just as the Father commanded. God commands us to walk in truth, sisters. So that means in every aspect of our lives. We cannot choose when and where and what. Because just like he gave himself for us, he gave his gift of truth to us to live according to the Bible and his commandments. 
Psalms 86 and 11. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Let us move to speaking in truth. The Lord also tells us in his word, nothing is hidden from him. He cannot hide. We cannot hide our lies from him. We do we not believe that God is all knowing as if he does not know when we do not speak the truth, whether or not telling the truth in a conversation, speaking lies against someone or slightly bending the truth for our benefit. Does a lie Does a lie and a truth equal a whole truth? Of course not. Then why do we think that if we tell a little lie or speak only half a truth or half a lie, that it's still the truth? John 8.44 says, "You, You are of your father, the devil, the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he speaks lies, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. I feel like that's, that's the world. From their own resources, it's all lies. Because they have completely taken the Lord out of all things. School, our families, they're trying to take it out of church. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Charles Spurgeon. And that's true, right? Someone says a lie in, in an hour, probably everyone knows. But if you try to share the truth, people aren't so in a rush to do that. Not in the days that we live in. Proverbs twelve nineteen, Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. We live in a day and age where many think the truth is overrated. One cannot speak, can't even speak truth without being ambushed. And like I mentioned earlier about the election, it was probably the most controversial election we might ever have witnessed in our, in our time. But like Pastor Tony actually said in his study the other day, he reminded us, in his, um, he reminded us that the worst is yet to come and that we need to remember that. We need to be ready. We need to not forget that the Lord wants us um, to continue spreading the truth of the gospel to others for them to be also saved, you know, our family and our friends and our co-workers that don't know the Lord. It bothered me that people didn't see the truth during the whole election. That just really bugged me. (laughs) But I wasn't going to argue with anyone or with anyone and with everyone that disagreed with me. That's not my job to do that. God does not need to be defended for his truths. He alone will have the last word. Many times we are so quick to correct people or argue with people because we think that we know the truth about everything. I have always believed it to be important to be truthful as possible in all things, whether in my marriage, my family, with my friends. I have always tried to be open and honest and truthful with my words. And I am sure many of times I have been too truthful. We should be praying that the Lord direct our speech all the time. As soon as, as to when 
to speak and when not to. Just because we know the truth about something, it doesn't mean that the Lord wants us to share it. There, there may be times when God has revealed something to you, a truth to you, but maybe he wants us to wait upon him. It is not about telling your sister, does she look good or she does not look good tonight. It's not that simple. That's not the truth that I'm speaking about. More importantly, maybe she's more importantly, maybe the sister is struggling with something. The Lord wants you to give her biblical truths, not your personal opinion. Regardless, we are accountable to speak kind to one another and in love. We are to be open to what God has for us to share with our sisters. I think many times we're afraid, and I know I have been sometimes, um, just to, to share and to be honest with someone in regards to the Lord, because we know a lot of people, they don't want to hear it. But we are called as Christians to tell them. And if we love our friends and family and coworkers, um, we, we want to. We want to tell them the truth. I uh, recently went back to work, and um, they recently moved me to another department, and now I'm with, like, three different other people, and um, and they're all young, so I'm the oldest one there, but um, two of them said that they were Christian, so it's just interesting to me it's how when you talk to people, because you want to be, like, all excited and tell them everything, and, um, but I, um, I just been praying, because I feel like the Lord, for some reason, has me there. I'm older, so... Not that I'm wiser, by all means, but I'm, the Lord wants me to be there for a time that I am there for a season and maybe to share, maybe, um, you know, to be a witness. And even though they say they're Christians, I can still be a witness to them, a good witness. <clears throat> when my kids were young, I promised the Lord that no matter how hard it became, I would be truthful with my kids. Always sharing with them God's truth as they became older, it became harder, but not for me, for them. The enemy wants to rob us of the truth and wants to rob our children. I see too many parents today, Christian parents, trying to be their kids' best friends. Rather speaking the truth about God's love, his salvation, and where sin can lead them. My, my kids, were, were, uh, they're young adults now. Um, but I don't hold back from telling them anything or sharing. And it's not like telling them like aggressively, but telling them the truth, you know, um, we want our kids to be saved. And mostly those who are not, uh, no longer walking, we want to remind them. It, it is our job as moms and parents to remind our children about the Lord. Why? Because their spiritual welfare is at stake. As Pastor Joe said in his study the other day, we are living in the end times where the enemy wants to attack us in any way he can, mostly through our loved ones. Sisters, we should never be afraid to speak the truth, as I said earlier, with, about God with family and friends and coworkers, not condemning them, but sharing the hope and the promise of salvation. John fourteen six, and I know that we all know this scripture, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Those are so such important words. Many think that there's so many ways 
to heaven or so many ways to God, but there's only one. In my home as a child, my dad had instilled us from when we were very young that no matter what, your good character depended on always, always speaking the truth. No matter the outcome, no matter the consequences. It's been 13 years since my dad passed. Before he passed away from having an aneurysm, my dad had fallen at work and ended up getting really hurt. Being afraid to lose his job, he didn't want to tell anybody he was really hurt. He ended up getting so stressed out from it all, and the doctors believed that that caused his first heart attack. He tried going back to work, but was under new management and was even under more stress than before. He then had a stroke, which led him to to lead to early retirement and receive disability. I remember him having to get a lawyer and going to court because his company did not want to pay him the benefits or lost wages from him being in the hospital. It was quite a financial burden for my parents. My family and I felt as if they were not taking my dad's word for truth of what happened to him. He was not lying. He did fall, but they did not believe him. My dad never fully recovered. I remember at my dad's funeral, one of the ladies that used to work with him came to the funeral. And when she went to give her condolences to my mom, she told her, I'm sorry, Mrs. Castro, for what happened at work at your husband's work. And my mom said, well, what do you mean? And she said, "Um, when they called me as a witness regarding your husband's case at work about him falling, they asked me to lie and said that I did not see him fall. And that, so that he never, he, that it was all a lie that he didn't fall, that he was lying. But to this day, I regret those words of untruth. Sorry. My dad was a really good man. Thank God that he came to know the Lord. It just breaks my heart to know that a truth, an untruth can tear someone down like that. Why am I sharing this story with you? Because I wanted you to see the impact that a lie can have on a life. There were other employees that were told the same, to lie. Can you imagine what that woman felt carrying that burden? Proverbs 3.3, let us not, let not mercy forsake, I'm sorry, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Proverbs twelve twenty two. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. So he wants us to deal truthfully in all things. We are accountable for that. John 31, 6. Let Let me be weighed on honest scales that God may know my integrity. Please turn with me to Ephesians 4.20.
my cup came in handy. Starting in verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on a new man which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. We are to put away, take off, get rid of our old man, not living in the ways of this world, where the lies of the devil are being believed as true. Many Christians are being persuaded, allowing this world to suck the truth out of them, turning to their old ways. It is so heartbreaking to see. And to see the direction that this world is headed. I can't imagine ever wanting to turn back and to turn away from the Lord. This world has nothing to offer that even compares to God's love for us and his truthfulness. Don't you agree? Joshua twenty four fourteen. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Thirdly, I'd like to share the gift of truthfulness. In the gift of in giving the gift of truthfulness. For what good is it to know the truth and yet not share it with his this lost world? The Lord tells us in the book of Mark, chapter sixteen. He said to them, go into all the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And what is the gospel? The true living word of God. As I was sharing with one of my sisters about studying for tonight's study, I began to think to myself, questioning if I had prepared enough to share with you tonight. Because of COVID, so many things have changed our services, our worship time, our Bible studies. But the Lord reminded me this, that the truthfulness of God is that simple. And as Christians, we should know the, the simple truth of God. That's, if you're, you profess to be a Christian, then you, know the truth, you should know the truths of God. It's nothing that, um, well, Joe, that Joe does teach us in his studies, but by reading and be, being a Christian for so many years and praying, the Lord reveals all things to us. During this pandemic, many things have changed for us. If not, all things have changed. But God, he has not and will not. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There has been so much uncertainty, but God and his truthfulness remains His promises for us, sisters, have not changed. We need to cling unto the Lord now more than ever before. Ephesians 6.14 Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We need to share the Lord with others before it's too late, sisters. We need to stand on the truth 
The best gift you can give your family and friends is the gospel of the Lord. Let us not allow the enemy to deceive us in thinking it's going to be fine. Things are going to get better. The Lord is coming. We need to share the gift of truthfulness for their sake. I am not an evangelist, but I can sure share what God has done for me, for my marriage, and for my family. I remember the best and remember the best kind of witness is one who is truly walking in truthfulness. You don't have to have the words for that. Your life can be a true witness. 1 Samuel 12:24 Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Psalms 40:11 do not hold, do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually persevere me, preserve me, excuse me. So in closing, sisters, I know much of what I share tonight, you already know. But don't we all need to be reminded, refreshed in truth, and encouraged in hope? mostly in the days that we are living now. If you're here tonight and you've been struggling with your walk, and you're struggling in your walk in God's truth, it is not too late for you. Get right with him so that you may have the true gift of his truthfulness. Before I pray, I would like to leave this quote to you. Leave this quote with you. When filled with the holy truth, the mind rests in peace. Charles Spurgeon. Let's pray. Lord, I just come before you tonight, Lord God, and I thank you, Lord God, for just your words, Lord God, and, and even speaking to me, Lord God, and reminding me, Lord God, that it is that simple, Lord God, that we live, we don't live in a simple world, Lord God, we live in an evil world, but we can live with you, Lord God, by your truths and what you've given us, Lord I pray, Lord God, that all, for all the ladies here, Lord God, that we just hold on to your truth and we hold on. And even in our past studies as, as, um, as Christian, Lord God, the character Christian, it just kind of reminded me, Lord God, that um, you didn't say the struggles were going to be easy, Lord God. You did not say it was going to be an easy life, Lord. But I know you're coming, Lord God. I know you're coming soon. So I pray, Lord God, that we just continue steadfast, Lord God. We not let this world bring bring us into the world, but rather, Lord God, share you with the world, Lord God, for all that need you and all that are lost, Lord, our family, Lord God, our friends, our kids who are not walking. I pray, Lord God, that you just give us a remembrance, Lord God, of your truthfulness, Lord God, of your true word, Lord God. Your word doesn't change. We change. We change with the world, Lord. I just thank you for tonight, Lord God, and, and I pray, Lord God, I, I pray that you just give all these ladies tonight um, a safe ride home, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, just for that we still have a church that we can come and worship you, Lord God, and hear your word, Lord, and hear your truths, Lord. So we love you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>